I've got about 10 seconds to tell you about how you can get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win a five-night trip to the New York Comedy Festival while you're there, too. But I've run out of time. Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner. Well, it's Christmas time again. And, oh, sorry? Oh, no, sorry. Wrong intro. Um, This is um, not the weekend (laughs) podcast. Um, This is Frank Skinner through the horsepices of um, Absolute Radio. And I'm with Alan Cochran. And I'm with Laura Solon. Um... (laughs) It's a sort of a French That used to be my favourite show when I was eight. Well, there you are. What is your favourite show now? Choose know. very carefully. Damages. I like damages. Oh. Okay. And Thirty Rock. I think I don't, the I hint don't. was to pick a Frank Skinner vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have, that is my show, Damages. Oh, is <laughs> it? Yeah, it's about me suing various <laughs> um, restaurants, uh, workplaces, yeah, all sorts throughout. It's a lovely thing. Uh, I tell you, speaking of uh, television, uh, which mm. I try not to. On this, on the radio, because it just makes people bitter. Well, if you try not to, can I say epic fail? Because we often talk about. No, we television. do talk about it a lot. But I always, I, I always used to believe that everyone in radio desperately wanted to be in television. Mm. But um, I never do I want to be more on radio than when I'm on television. <laughs> but this is anyway. This, this is just alienating the entire audience. <laughs> who are probably on the number seventeen boss. <laughs> On their way to the abattoir, as they listen to this. They don't want to hear my complaints about <laughs> this, that and the other. Um, I was watching a Match of the Day. I hate to be to stereotype myself, but I was watching Match of the Day the other night. And uh, I thought, blimey, I thought, Gary Lineker's growing a moustache. What a strange mm-hmm. choice. Yeah. And I mentioned this to somebody... And they uh, they explained to me that it was Movember, yeah, oh. which of course made me even more confused because um, you've always known it as November. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I really I must have misheard it. <laughs> I thought it was A and as in N for nuts, it's M for monkey, as it turns out. <laughs> now they explained to me. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to call it that forever. Now. Uh, they explained to me that. Um, it's because people grow moustaches yeah. in November for char- charitable causes. Yeah. Um, Men. Grow well, moustaches. I, I had to pay 10 grand to uh, Susan Boyle last year. <laughs> I didn't think she could do it. <laughs> Turned out she looked like a Victorian gentleman come the December the 1st. <laughs> uh, no, no, yeah, men. I don't think women do it, do they? That would be quite that'd vague. Be, people. That would be great. Women yeah. who normally people. do the top lip think, "No, I won't for November." I remember. That I think was... Cheryl Crow told me she didn't uh, shave her legs in the winter because she liked a little bit of extra lagging. Cheryl Crow, <laughs> yeah, Cheryl Crow. That's weird, isn't it? It was Cheryl Crow or Shania Twain. Okay, it was one of the two. If it was Cheryl Crow, wasn't she married to Lance Armstrong for yeah. a while? Who presumably, while she was, I don't know if they were her, married. I think they, I think they might have been. Anyway. But there were certainly a couple. Mm. Presumably while Cheryl Crow was leaving her legs hairy for the winter, he's shaving his because he's a cyclist. Maybe that that was yeah. it. Otherwise, in, you know, when they made love, there'd be, no, there'd be nothing to hold on to at all. <laughs> so she she took the bullet, yeah. the hair bullet. 
for Lance Armstrong. Um, yeah. Um, I, sorry, I thought I got the name wrong. It is Lance Armstrong. It is Lance yeah. Armstrong. I'm thinking of Stretch Armstrong. Do you remember him? Yes. Yeah. yeah. If she went out with him, of course, there'd be no worry about holding on. He could have held on to the door handle yeah. with his elongated arms. So, um, yeah, Mo for him, but it's confusing for me because I have to, I have to admit um, that Mo is... Well, that's what we used to call homosexuals when I was a young man in Birmingham. Really? We'd say, yeah, I think that bloke might be a Mo. Oh, as Not in a derogatory way, obviously. But that's what, yeah. So, as in short for homosexual. Homo, mo. I mean, when yeah. I first came down to London, I uh, doing comedy. I did a a gig at the uh, at the comedy store, and I remember saying, "I've I've just been to the new uh, gay musical down the road. Five mo's named Guy," <laughs> and everybody <laughs> just looked at me. What? <laughs> uh, and then I realised that the Mo thing hadn't hadn't oh, caught on. When so Movember for, for me bite you in the bum. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so yeah, Movember. But did Gary Lineker? Like a big gay event. Look, Gary Lineker, did, he he looked worse with a moustache. Well, he, did he? Uh, well, of course better? he's not. He hasn't got the moustache. Oh, it, it was on its way. Mm. You know. So yeah, um, it, yeah it, it looked odd. See, I think that's critical. When it's on its way, you can tell. Oh, this is for Movember. Whereas somebody who's got a proper moustache, yeah. you think, I daren't say to this guy. I had this the other night where I wanted to say to a guy, Huh, Movember. And I, I had to stop myself in case. Don't went, say it to a woman, can I give you that? <laughs> no, definitely won't. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Movember. <laughs> oh, well, that, that, that hurt. Well, I think I could have got that from him. He could have just been one of those serious men that was like, No, I've always got a moustache. I don't really, un- I, I don't understand. Why a man wants to grow a moustache? Scottish or works on the railways? <laughs> Those are the two. It used to be motorcycle police. Always, always. Well, it's like I don't think they make. It's like any other sort of uh, question of composition. Is that you know if if you move the furniture around in your mm. living room, sometimes it looks better. I think if it's part of a whole. Facial theme, beard, the David Beckham moustache, beard. You know, it looks like they just haven't shaved for a while. It's casual. But when we're talking Poirot, waxy care for a moustache, or just the moustache, it feels to me that it's just, it's incomplete. The Poirot thing must be weird when he had his shower. Because, like, I sometimes pop a little bit of wax into my hair. Mm. But when I'm straight out of the shower, it's all lying flat. So when Poirot gets out of the shower, has he just got, like, a droopy... (laughs) Hairy top lip. They didn't do that. To style it up. They didn't do that episode. They never well, did the Poirot, Poirot shower. Out the shower. Do you think Ray he has dots. days Poirot where he just stays in in like tracky bottoms yeah. yeah. and, <laughs> and the moustache <laughs> just dangling? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even doing it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I've done my teeth. What else do you want? Over to the waxing, and he said, "Oh no, empty. I meant to get some more wax. What yeah. I'm going to do? Can't even leave the house, Poirot. Can't go and get wax. Oh. Has to phone someone and say, can you bring some wax to the house? I can't leave. The crimes that would be committed if he had a hair wax. I'm not even going to think about it. No, I yeah, uh, love to get you down. Yeah, I I can't. I I when I had a beard, mm-hmm. I." Uh, I had a moustache with it. I didn't go like the Amish community who did that thing of just uh-huh. having a beard. From the chin. How much yeah. do they hate a moustache? They'll just have a beard. I wonder if they grow one for Movember. Oh, God, <laughs> I think they would. The Amish. They're sort of, their faces surround, they're like a, a sort of post-nuclear sunflower, is what they look like. Their <laughs> hair goes all the way around it, it. it. They're encircled by their own hair, but nothing in the middle to sort of break it up. Yeah. 
It might be if I had a moustache on its own, I might, you know, it might look better. It does things like it takes it the attention the off your eyes or something like that. It so underscores your nose, doesn't it? And some it's men a face it can punctuation. Make them look a bit like a jester as well, yeah. can't it? On some men. Can he? Yeah. Only if they put bells on the end. <laughs> well, um, the the local cafe I went, I go into. Um, there's a guy there that's uh, doing more of it. In fact, two of them. But one of them, <laughs> I was talking to them about the other day, and one of them was going, "I've cheated. I started early. I, oh, I, no. He started in September, because he, September is really early. Oh, no, it must have been October. Yeah. Um, but he. Uh, he gave himself a head start because he knew that even by the end of November he wouldn't have much of a moustache. But he looks all right. Well, my when I grow uh, facial hair like that, my, uh, my problem is, you know, a moustache has got like a gap in the middle. Yes. Uh, mine has got quite a big gap. Right. I mean, two. They they look on. They're about the same distance apart. The two halves of the moustache <laughs> as my eyebrows. <laughs> Right. Yeah, so it looks <laughs> it looks like there's some more eyebrows. If I grew a beard and then I it, and I cut that into eyebrows as well, <laughs> my face would look like it had been like, it would look like a sergeant face. <laughs> you know, a sergeant yeah, has yeah. those three mm-hmm. um, in a cartoon. It would look like that because it's all sloping and unconnected. Or like the middle of your face is doing that trick in a shop with the mirror where it's moving its uh, and just using its own reflection. Yeah. Do I, I don't like the gap. I've got a very clear hairless sort of central spine to my face where nothing grows. That means you you literally don't have a mustache, you have mustaches. I have two separate entities. <laughs> yeah, but they don't look like they don't look anything like mustaches. Have they you ever like... thought about just going something to color in? <laughs> well, I have a, a tiny bit of the same thing wig, happens when I, when, glue. I, when I grow sideburns. They mm. don't join with the hair; they start about half an inch further down <laughs> my face. And when I, I I once grew them for charity, and the makeup lady on the show I was doing used to colour in the top bit with pen to join <laughs> them to my hair. Really? So all my they say no man is an island, but my facial hair is like an archipelago. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, it's a series. It's, it's like um, it's like the west coast of Norway. My facial hair, none of it is connected. Good reference for the podcast listeners who are, <laughs> who are now googling images of Norway. <laughs> you know, it's they're like hair fields. <laughs> is what I'm saying. So I. I I couldn't do it really. It would be it would be rubbish. Apparently, at the RSC, they put mascara in their beard so that it looks nice and dark from the from the stalls. I, I, sometimes um, makeup ladies do my eyebrows a bit darker because they'll mm. say to me, "Oh, your eyebrows are very blonde, aren't they? They mean grey. I know they mean grey. <laughs> do they? Why don't they just say the snow on the eve? <laughs> <laughs> and, I've, and I've done with it. Nice. So then they'll darken that. Yeah. It's uh, it's uh, on the charity front. Um, I very um, I was quite moved this week to hear that um, Jimmy Savile, in his will, has left me all of his catchphrases. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. useful. So I'm going to auction some of them off for uh, charity. I'm just going to keep <laughs> as a memento. <laughs> I think. Yeah, Jesse Jay's already put in for guys and gals, but you know that's her business. So I won't be growing the tash. You must, you must have had a tash, Alan. You've got that look I've had a beard, you. but not a tash. I think I might have shaved a beard off and left a bit of a handlebar moustache. Just to see what it looks, looks like. like. For a laugh, you yeah, know? that's what men supposedly do. Lasts about a day, and then I go on that. But don't you get things just stuck in it? 
I quite like that, though. You did? Like... I'm, I'm a keen snacker. <laughs> he doesn't. He's a man who doesn't like waste. <laughs> I think it's, uh, it's, it's fair to say. Yeah. And even that, like, you know, I, I think I favour the full beard, but it doesn't suit me so well. And the, the money I'm wasting on Mac 3 blades, oh, they're exorbitant. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't get me started. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, I, uh, I was going to say... I had a really weird moment this week. I was uh, I was getting off a train in Manchester, and uh, as I was walking towards the platform, I saw a man taking a photograph of the front of the train, which okay. seemed to me to be a bit weird. He definitely didn't look like a train spotter. He uh, and he was there taking, and it's a pendolino, like it's a virgin train. It's not like a particularly. What did you call it? What? A pendolino. Yeah, they're called that's pendolino a, that's a tilting name. trains. That's what they're called. Sounds like the name of a, of a fairy, little fairy sprite in a. The pendolino is pendolino, pendolino, funny little train. Yeah, exactly. I've never heard that word Tilting train. It goes faster on that line because it tilts. Sort oh. of cuts the corners a wee bit. Yeah, but okay. they're quite a modern. Like red train, not not like a steam train that Does you would take one from the north. No, that trains. <laughs> I thought so. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I really did. And uh, so I'm thinking, that's weird. This guy's taking a photograph of the front of the train. I get to the front of the train and I turn and have a little glance and I see, oh, that's why. And there's a bird spattered across the front oh. of the train. <laughs> Just, it's properly I'm not slammed. Into the bird, it. but the idea of think, oh, I'm having a photo of that. That's yeah. exactly what it occurred to me. That will like, be part of my dead That's then going to be in his gallery. phone. And when he's going through it, going, yeah, that's my daughter. Oh, there's a picture <laughs> of a bird spattered to the front of a train. <laughs> that's that's my son. Oh, there's a horse on the front of a car or whatever. Like you know, it seems a morbid, weird picture to keep. Poor but... thing, death by pendolino. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that. That's on a poirot. Episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the one where he just loses his motivation, ends up with the moustache drooping down. I've got when he's uh, having his duvet. Uh. It's it's become a thing, hasn't it? I used to say on the show that whenever conversation dried up, I always used to start it, not on the show, but generally in life. When I grew up, if conversation ever died, somebody would bring up the Bermuda Triangle. Really, always and start. That was always a, a nice. That, that, that was your first port of call. There used to be also spontaneous human combustion. Oh, yeah. People bursting into flames. And the fact that um, Stonehenge was built by aliens. These would be the three things that would come up, you know. They're the go-to. <laughs> but now what people do is they start getting their phones out and showing photos. That, that's, when that happened, you can say that conversation has, has dried up. I've got you think? some weird ones in there. I've got... Um, I t- pathetically, you know, I've got no sense of direction at all. I mean, it's like it's a clinical mm-hmm. problem. I've got photos of, of places where I have to remember to turn left. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I, I take... I take things, uh, or, or where I've parked, I'll also take a photo of where the car is in, in relation to something mm. else so I can find it again. I occasionally put the street into notes or a blank text message. I'll yeah, put, you know, such send it such to yourself. Yeah, yeah. But a photo is always a good way of doing That's it. That's a good idea. Mm. Yeah, but the turning. So if I, I had to find my way um, into the car park at the BBC from the BBC building... And they came and collected me from the car park. And as I walked with the researcher, I kept stopping, turning around and taking a photo of key points so I'd be able to find my way back there on my own. It's a sort of a technological Hansel and Gretel approach. (laughs) 
Yeah, uh, so throwing down handfuls of rice everywhere you go, isn't it? I've got lots of trees, lots of tree pictures. Have you? <laughs> quite, I mean, a lot. Can you tell? I mean, I have a lot of food. some of the trees look quite similar. So what if it's the well, same they're, tree? Especially, they're all from exactly the yeah. same angle. <laughs> really? Because my favourite, if ever I've um, in any way morose, which I, I don't really suffer in that, I'm very glad to say I'm a very happy-go-lucky kind of guy. But sometimes, if life's just getting a bit, you know, stressful, I like to sit with my back to a tree. In the par- I'll g- I have been to the bar- park on several. Been to the park, you see, Freudian slip. Uh-huh. <laughs> been to the park on several occasions with the specific purpose of sitting with my back to a tree for ten or fifteen minutes, That's just till nice. I feel better. And when I'm doing it, I'll often lean up with the phone and take a photo up into the branches. So then when, I'm, when I can't get a tree, I can at least remember my, remind myself of the view. Oh. You look at me like I'm a bit strange. No, I think that's good. I think these days with, with, with phones, with smartphones, you've got to be very careful of showing someone a picture mm-hmm. because people then assume they're allowed to flick through yeah. the rest of your pictures. Mm. It's a little bit of a social etiquette problem for me because if you're showing someone... Yeah. The picture and someone goes, oh, and then they go through. Can then I you say, suddenly think, what's on my phone? The mm. secret is to slightly enlarge the picture before you show them. Then do they that. don't flick so easy once they're slightly enlarged. Oh. Is that right? I've often thought that. <laughs> 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 trees, um, no, trees are a big, a big thing. I always think if there was no trees, if, the, if there was never a tree, uh-huh. and there'd never been a tree, and I put a tree in an art gallery... It would be regarded as one of the great masterpieces of the 21st century. Well, what about that? We've just finished what I call, in where I live, a big leaf season. I get very excited every year come oh, autumn yeah. because the little leaves come down first. Mm. And then you get these leaves, which I've got pictures of on my phone, that are... Of course you have. That are have you? 13 inches across. And I made my husband pose with a lot of them, his long-suffering face, with it near his face to prove that this leaf is bigger than a man's head. Yeah, I remember a, a group who did that with me in a yeah. 50 pence piece once. <laughs> I'm so humiliated. I mean, I, I don't think that close to the face of our beloved monarch, I felt improper. <laughs> Yeah, and I've got I've got Pob, the popular uh, children's uh, cartoon character. Do you remember Pob? Pob was the one that I didn't say any actual words. Um, sort of strange language. But he probably, probably, probably. Yeah, he to morph. Who's yeah. yeah. Because if I get picked up by a car, uh, someone will um, from the office or, or or Sarah from this show will text me and say as the car turned up and I used to text back P.O.B which is passenger on board Yeah, and I got a bit fed up of doing it and someone uh, suggested I used Pob so I just send the picture of Pob <laughs> obviously everyone under 38 <laughs> just thinks well, I don't, don't understand this at all <laughs> but it's better than the 50 pence piece they should think themselves lucky I think I still have a photo in my phone of a Pez dispenser that I then sent you a picture of. Oh, my, yes, that's my, right. My son had a Pez dispenser and you liked all the other toys. And I know that you were quite excited by that. And then I realised, oh, Frank loves a pen, Pez dispenser as well and he didn't even see this was in the bag. <laughs> no, I love the fun he could have had he's yeah. missed out on no, by I was, a day. I was, I was very appreciative of that. It was, uh... I've got loads of... We- I've got a, a photo of um, a deli... Uh, like, uh, you know, these sort of ovens that have got the glass top. Do you know what I mean? Ovens with the glass yeah, top? Yeah, like a heated area with the glass top. Oh, yeah. That 
just full of quiches. <laughs> and, uh, and I took this picture of these glowing, golden, beautiful-looking quiches <laughs> because I hadn't realised that this old quiche is... My mum loves quiche. <laughs> so I made a mental note, right, next time my mum's visiting, I'll come back here and get some quiche. You see, I'd have said that. that's one for the notepad rather than the photo. Yeah. I, I thought it's only when you flick through... That you have to try and remember the narrative of your... Yeah. Or even where did I photograph these quiches? Yeah. Oh, no, I knew exactly where. It's in Barbican. Anyway. Fair enough. <laughs> Not plugging them. I don't think they'll be listeners. The Barbican quiches. Yeah. That was a strange uh, mystery, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 On Poirot. That was a Poirot, yeah. <laughs> 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 was it the not very popular sequel to The Witches of Eastwick? <laughs> <laughs> it is weird, because most of the stuff that you take photos of are stuff you're excited about, like, you know, quiches, quiches <laughs> or, or trees or celebrities, or, you know, I've got pictures of uh, of a whippet in a red jacket, I've got pictures of a... In a red whippet jacket? Yeah, or in, yeah, a, exactly. in a small blazer? <laughs> yeah, I said, I'd be quite excited to take a photo. doing his Almuria. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Okay. laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, it's a whippet. My trap, my rules. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I think every time around this time of the year, when uh, when the nights close in mm-hmm. and all the big leaves have fallen off and been collected, ah, so there's yes. no joy anymore, and it's starting to there's get no cold. Joy anymore. Big leaves are my joy. Oh, was okay. it the Scandinavian writer Nut Hansen that began a thing? Said it was autumn, that time of the year when everything goes brown and dies. <laughs> Nice. Sounds Scandinavian. Yes. Yeah. And it gets to that point in the year where it's nearly the end of the year and it's nearly Christmas, but it, it's not quite. And, mm. and as we've all been through schools, we're all conditioned to expect um, regular holidays throughout our year. And uh, I think that what would be nice and helpful to, for the happiness of the nation is an adult half term. Which you could nominate. You could have it during the Christmas season if you wanted to. Maybe you have it round round March. You can choose because you, you want to stagger it. You don't want everyone taking it at the same time. But you should be able to have like a week off. Schools yeah. have different half terms, yeah. don't they? So a nice week off. A nice week off. Yeah, tempting. Go to the science museum, buy a jumbo pencil, oh, in yeah. the gift shop, um, uh-huh. and and an eraser shaped like a, a dinosaur. Probably have to go to the Natural History Museum for that. Yeah. <laughs> go to go to a, a burger restaurant, have some ice cream, do all so, those Sounds like your half things. terms are a little different from mine. <laughs> I'm thinking go to a mate's house and drink Advocar. <laughs> <laughs> when you were 10? Well, when I, when, certainly when we were about 13, Advocar was the one thing that people had. Do you, do, do yeah. Are you familiar with this? It's a kind of eggnog. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. It's before alcohol pops, so you had to have something that children could like that had alcohol it in was, it. Yeah, it was the sort of the dark side of custard, <laughs> Advocar. And we used to drink that trying to get a bit drunk on it. I like the idea of sort of getting high on eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Like being a weasel, but it, yeah. So that's that's what we. That's what how I remember half term. Really, is dabbling with Advocar. Is this before Bailey's? Was Bailey's even? Oh, I don't think there? Bailey's. I don't know. Maybe. And oh, we used to build cool. dens. Build dens. Yeah. Drunk. Lime but trees. I think after Dale Farm, <laughs> it's not. It's not worth the risk, is it? Yeah. Are they, are they having a half term holidays? <laughs> that was happening there. <laughs> they're, they're all set up for it. Um, I like the idea. I like the idea of a week of doing absolutely, you know. I think it like, would. It's about everyone being so 
So cross a lot of people cross this time of year. Oh god, it's a lot of anger this time of year. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think pushing, if, if I had the shopping. week now, I think I'd, you know, I'd eat pork pie and look at the internet. It'd be like somewhat really lazy. That's like fine because that. it's adult half term. You can do what you want. Yeah. Mm. Have you tried a microwave pork pie yet? I haven't. You remember that guy that emailed in saying that he puts his in the microwave oh, until yeah. it gets a bit sweaty? No, I haven't. His idea was, uh, you, you weren't there this week, he, yeah, he microwaves the, and all the jelly and that around the meat um, melts into, into liquid. So it's sort of, the meat is a sort of bob, it's a bit like a Coke float. If you can imagine a Coke float <laughs> that was fat and pork In instead, a pastry of, instead of Coke and ice cream. Laura looks physically repulsed. I, yeah. The reason I could never get on board with pork pies was because of that jelly, oh, right. the texture of it. So maybe this would be the solution, but it, would, it still feels like it would look disgusting. That's been it on my would... to-do list since that email came in, that. It's that you'd have that choice that you have for the Coke float, whether you go for the ice cream or whether you drink the float. <laughs> you know, you drink Do people the Coke. still drink Coke floats? I remember drinking. Oh them. God, yeah, I love oh. a Coke float. Yeah, I do, I, mm, no? I'm not sure about them. Yeah, it's like a sort of a very primitive ballpoint pen. <laughs> I always think <laughs> the Coke float. Yeah, it's like someone's dropped the ice cream in there. The waitress has dropped it in there by mistake. Taking someone's dessert. No, it's great. Probably how it started. Like yeah. the finding of penicillin. Chance is so, <laughs> so important in these things. I think probably what happens is that one of those scoops that the dinner ladies used to use for mm. mashed potato. That so that that fell into coke, and someone thought, oh, mashed potato, not very it. nice. That, but what about if it had been ice cream? It's, you know, there's a, you can imagine yeah. how, how yeah, it evolved. The evolution mm. of the coke float. Yeah. Did you used to get mates who used to? Uh, I, I had a mate who I hadn't seen. We had a kind of a uh, get-together. He'd been a mate of mine when I was a teenager, a young teenager. And about 20 years on, we got to be uh, mates again. And uh, he phoned me up and asked him in Birmingham. He said, why don't you come round our house and we can listen to some music? And I thought, no, <laughs> that's what you say when you're 30. No one yeah. ever says that anymore, do they? <laughs> how do you, yeah, but how do you invite someone... Round to your house. That's quite a sort of thing to say. It's like, come for dinner, or let's go meet for a coffee. But come round to my house. And we'll listen to music. Yeah. But that's what you do when you're youth, because you can't afford to go anywhere else. That is what you do when you're yeah. youth. I went, anyway. Good. <laughs> I had a mate, when I was a teenager, who sort of fell out with me and, uh, and said, yeah, he's just a bit boring to somebody else. He said all he wants to do is listen to music and go for a pizza. I was thinking... Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> like when you're a teenager, that's a brilliant. That's, that's, all, a brilliant that's all you can do. Can yeah. I just say that pizza did, was, didn't ex, didn't exist when I was a teenager? <laughs> it did, but not in England. I never heard of it. Well, uh, the pizza Carino in Murfield took a lot of my teenage money off me. I'll tell you that for nothing. <laughs> he was right, actually. <laughs> Probably did listen to music and eat pizza too much. I'd like to start my own pizzeria, you know, mm -hmm. but uh, it's a big ask. Is it? It's a big ask. A big ask? <laughs> it's a big ask. I don't get it. I don't get it. I say it's a big ask. It's a big ask, isn't it? Anyway, so let's carry on. <laughs> Still don't get it. Ask pizzas. Have you ever seen those? No. Have you never? No. Oh, move to London. <laughs> lived in London for Oh, it's, it's like Dick Whittington. <laughs> Turn around, Alan Cochran. Um, come, come back. Well, that, that's quite a nice segue. I'm not sure about... Segway. 
into into a into a news story. Oh, oh, oh God, I'm li- I like a it. news story. Did you see this story well, about about chicken pox lollies oh. or lollipox? Yes, that people are buying <laughs> them. It's a great brand name, isn't it? To give yeah. to give their children, so they'll lick them, and so they'll get the chicken pox virus. And so that means they will be immune is it a, from it forever. Is it a, a parental prank? A prank? Or no. is it, you know... So they give their children chicken pox with a lollipop? Yes, you buy well, the lolly with the virus. You, no, what you do is you buy the lolly that a child who's got the pox, has should licked. we call it, has licked. Oh, what? <laughs> that no, is not don't. true. No, this is made this is they, they cost $50. It's, Oh, it's in America. 30. Oh, well, fair enough. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> in America. <laughs> and actually, I've, your old in America makes everything believable bit, I think, could now be on the internet. <laughs> I think on yeah. the internet, everything is believable. And so they're ordering it online, and these stupid parents who want to give their children chicken pox, which is a certain amount of common sense, but the, what they're overlooking is that it's an airborne virus. You can't get it from licking a lolly, I don't think. Is that right? don't think so. I think it's really unlikely that that would work. So you're wasting your 30 quid. Well, you may woman, as well just hang out with The woman who's pops. invented it, Ms Workett, um, has been reprimanded by the state courts who have told her that sending viruses or diseases in the post is illegal. Yeah. Oh, God. So my nephew, I've just sent him some... Uh, some sugar mumps <laughs> <laughs> through the post. Would there, be, would there be a problem with that? Oh, I had the mumps. I, no. I, I quite have fond memories of being ill when I was young because you got <laughs> to drink Lucasade yeah. and get off school. And it's prissy cellophane wrapping. In what? It, it used to come in like cellophane wrapping, oh, Luke. I, I, feel, I feel like I've completely lost the power to communicate. <laughs> You're both looking at me. What's he talking about? Ask. <laughs> Lucasage used to be a clear glass bottle wrapped in orange cellophane paper tied around the top. It was a brown top. bottle that I remember. It's the only I bottle I ever knew that came in, in wrapping. Oh. Mm. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I uh, I don't know. I, As I, an adult, if you could, you could buy something that gave you a minor stomach infection. You wanted to get off work, like a kebab. Yeah, <laughs> kebab lolly. <laughs> it's a kebab. In yeah. it. <laughs> I've got a, a thing that I say. Um, I'm doing a, a TV series at the moment. If ever I'm doing a TV series, and I, and I don't think it's going well for any reason, I, I now from from now on, I, I'm going to say, uh, "How's the Duke?" Because it said in the paper that if the Duke of Edinburgh or the Queen die, there'll be no comedy on the BBC for 12, 12 days. days. <laughs> the show's going not very well. Any news on the Duke? Yeah. <laughs> what? I really could pull me out of this what one. What is the 12 days significant? Is that worked out as the, by an equation? As the, I think the, it's based uh, on the 12 days of Christmas. <laughs> so they do something different every day yeah, instead. It's a series of <laughs> symbols of bereavement. Yeah. Brought by the, obviously there are no pipers piping. There are mourners Leaping mourning. Lords and yeah, and all that. Yeah, and I think they've, dro- they've dropped the five golden rings because the Olympics. Yeah, <laughs> they don't want to. They don't want to um, drape it in in an image of death. I think that was what they said in the Express. <laughs> I might be misquoting that. Yeah, I. Uh, so that's that's our big hope. I'm not sure that the uh, chicken pox lollies thing works. I like the oh, name, though, Lollipox. Lollipox is a good name, but this is a weird thing, because I was looking at that story on the internet and ended up surfing. I, I very rarely have that thing of what used to happen, of surfing the internet, and I found a link to a column by Chuck Norris about oh, yeah. this. 
martial arts film star mm. Chuck Norris, it turns out, is about a, lollipop. Is a well, it wasn't quite about lollipops. It was a it was about uh, something that's in the vaccines now. So he's doing that knee jerk reactionary nonsense that happened here years ago with the MMR thing, where he's saying we shouldn't give our kids vaccines, but then thinking this is a weird. It's exactly that thing of on the internet, it's believable. Chuck Norris is writing a column about vaccination. Of <laughs> what next, Jackie Chan, on the on the globalisation? <laughs> what's what's happened to the world? Jean Claude Van Damme on the collapse of the eurozone. <laughs> is that, 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 I read still that. Working, no? Chuck Norris is he's writing. Co- if you Google Chuck Norris columns, I had no idea what he'd been up to, Chuck. Well, are you, are you familiar with Chuck's work, Laura? I, I'm familiar. Well, I haven't watched. I don't think I've watched any of his work, oh. but I'm familiar. You can with, imagine what with it's like. Yeah. If also I say martial arts, I'm not familiar with his vaccine blog. <laughs> uh, no. Well, I'm going to look it up. Vaccine I'm, I'm... blogger Chuck Norris. That's what he's going to be known as. <laughs> well, he's just a blog. I think he writes. Uh, I think he writes columns about various things. I'm going to read Quite it. a lot of it about. I'm going to put it on my America. On my favourites next to Kim Il Yong <laughs> looking at things. <laughs> <laughs> Try it. Honestly, it's the best ever. Oh, God, he looks at things. (laughs) (laughs) Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner.